All right, guys, welcome back to the Volta Collective podcast. Uh, We are going to take just a slight break from our member of the month uh, that we typically do. Uh, And we're going to start sprinkling in every couple months a coach's spotlight. Uh, And so today we have Coach Tim with us. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Coffee Um, in hand. Coffee's in hand. Workout out of the way. Mm -hmm. It's a good morning. Um, A few things before we get started. Uh, The, what were my announcements? Hmm. We got bingo. bingo. We got bingo coming up. So bingo starts uh, this coming Monday, January 17th. Uh, We already have 10 teams signed up, which is awesome. Um, I believe that pushes us close Mm, we still got a little work to do yeah get signed up Mm -hmm. um there's a sign up in the lounge you can either sign up if you have a team of four already um that you guys kind of been talking about you can do that or there's another sheet that if you don't really know anyone but you want to participate in team bingo you can write your name down and the coaches will pair you with someone else um either in a similar class time or someone else that we feel like you can jive with. Um, super excited. If you click the link in the text that we've been sending out, we have all of the bingo squares now updated on the website along with descriptors to what each of those entail. Um, you can pick up your cards starting Monday, January 17th, and then it's go time till February 13th. 13th. Yeah. Uh, $15 buy-in per person. Your account will be charged when you grab your card and uh yeah looking forward to it it's going to be exciting yeah i'm looking forward you to have, the you have a team put together i do it's <clears throat> my um my dearest love jess along with wyatt and barb good nice so, yeah that kind of the 9 a.m crew yeah I'm i gonna, scouted early i'm actually gonna pull up here i will I'll, i wanted to add to you guys did a great job of putting info on the website about all the squares. So if there's any questions about anything regarded to bingo, go to the website or yes. through the link, whatever. Yep. Voltathletics.com slash bingo will put you on there. Um, let's let's read through some of these just for fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, the number one that's number one, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Complete a thousand burpees as a team in one session, you'll be fine. It's only two hundred and fifty a piece. Um, I would plan on that taking forty-five minutes to an hour with four people. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it. Everyone working at the same time. You can kind of do it a partner style thing where everyone does five down the line, and then you just keep going until you get a, a thousand. However you want to do it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What are some other fun ones? Oh, we got complete two performance care workouts. There you go. Which. Uh, Coach Tim writes out all of our our performance care stuff. It's great, especially for those days where you're feeling a little beat up. A little hammered. And you need to just move, sweat, get a little uh, confidence boost, and that way you're ready to go for the next day. So that one's kind of a more, I'm not going to say easy, but definitely more fun than doing 1,000 burpees. Though I'm actually really excited to do that. I am. I don't know about anybody else. 1,000 (laughs) burpees. Yeah. I might be a little... um, masochistic that might be a little masochistic for me, but <laughs> it's fun uh let's see here attend a saturday class that's super fun yeah you could actually do that and then you could go out 
I think number 25, we got go out to eat without a phone. You yes. could go work out at a Saturday class, go hit a fun brunch with your crew, mm-hmm. leave the phones. You just knocked out two and one right there. Yeah. Um, and That's it's an a easy good time. two. Who doesn't like to go out? Who doesn't like to work out and then go out for brunch? Yeah. Hit up Electric City, mm-hmm. El Banco's, go get some uh, avocado toast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, walk, jog, or run a 5K. That's a super fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a little bit of a challenge. Uh, it's cold out, but you can either do it on the runner and here in the gym. Um, if you want, Ooh. bundle up, go grab a coffee, and go walk the 5K loop on the trail. Uh, anything goes there. Yeah. Listen to a Volta Collective podcast. Well, if you're listening, you're you're winning. You're winning. <laughs> you're you're already ahead. <laughs> Uh, what else? We got a lot of drink, drink water, meal prep, some veggie stuff. Oh yeah. Um, eat two veggies two times a day for seven days. Collect three thousand calories for guys. Twenty seven hundred calories on any machine over the course of the month. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna choose for your? Mm. Are you gonna mix it up a lot, or is it is it just like row all the way? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a lot of skier. The the skier is. Yeah. is lonely in my world so I, maybe I'll just tackle that thing the skiers are lonely in the gym period <laughs> it's I think true. they're just looking for a little love <laughs> it's definitely one thing I could you know you think about spending that much time on one machine that's a lot of time you could spend getting better at the movement yep a lot of just time to just think get on it and go yeah that's good perspective yeah, use it to use it as a way to get better. Obviously, there's two in here that might be a little more scary. Um, we got collect a thousand lunges as an individual, and we also have collect a thousand perfect push-ups as an individual. Both of those can be done over the course of whatever it is, 28 days, mm-hmm. um, 27 days, and with the push-ups, yes, you can do scaling yeah whether that is bands box maybe you're doing it on the couch at home Mm -hmm. all we are asking is that your chest touches the ground and your elbows lock out yeah so look at it as a really good way to attack push-ups over the next uh like i said 27 or 28 days Mm -hmm. and really really focus on the quality you'd be amazed at how much better you can get at something like push-ups just by doing them what is that 35 a day ish yeah. We'll call it 35 a day. Yeah. If you collect that throughout the course of a day. Yeah. That's <clears throat> it's definitely, that's one of those I see probably more people. There was push-ups yesterday for the sweat. And you see where people are strong, but it's weak in the movement where like elbows end up coming out and you use a lot more of your shoulders and not as much mm-hmm. triceps. But it's a good time to just scale it as you need to so you can have good form and man after doing that many yeah <clears throat> yeah or you could even pair those two up together lunges and push-ups you could do three sets of all right 20 lunges 20 push-ups just go. real quick after a workout or you could even throw in some of your calories in there so mm-hmm. a lot of different ways you can you do the really... stuff to mix it up keep it fun keep it fresh yeah that's a good idea um let's let's talk about the winnings here oh yeah first team to all complete the same bingo uh, so again, in order for your team to get a bingo, everybody on your team has to get a bingo. It has to be the same bingo. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, 
And first team to do that, $25 gift card to the Volta shop. Kind of fun. Coffee, protein, mm-hmm. whatever you whatever you need. First team to black out completely. That always sounds <laughs> Figuratively funny. and literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might black out. <laughs> um, we'll receive four additional entries in the final drawing. So instead of just someone getting to the blackout first and winning, um, we're going to do a drawing again. So you get four additional entries if you get the first blackout. Second team will get three additional entries. Third team will get two additional entries. So if you come in first, second, or third, you have a much better chance of taking that that grand prize. And the grand prize <clears throat> will be 115 bucks cash per person. That's pretty good. So you could win. Your team will win Mm -hmm. $460, an engraved Volta Athletics Yeti mug or bottle, whichever you'd like with your personalized name engraved on that, and a pizza party with Coach Tim and Brooks. What? Yeah. (laughs) I'm buying the first round. Okay. Tim's Tim's got the first round. It's on the radio, so now it has to happen. Uh, And I guess Volta Athletics will pay for the rest. Mm -hmm. Just talk about... Talk about workout and it's a write-off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so, um, pretty fun for the cash or for the grand prize. A lot of stuff you can win. We might have some secret stuff kind of mixed in there for you guys. So, again, that starts Monday. I think we've talked about it long enough now. Yeah. Just um, keep it fun. Keep it fun. Yep. Remember that everything on here um, is stuff that is just it's just good to be doing. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. You know, whether it's just extra accessory stuff, eating vegetables, putting your phone away an hour before bed, little things like that that are just good habits that really we should all be doing consistently. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a good way to reset coming off the, the new year. Yeah. Start the new year with some good habits that just take some time to focus on. And I think have the trouble for me is having too many things that I want to focus on instead of just focusing on Correct. one until it's a habit and then adding one more. Yeah, I would say, I, I think we talked about this the other day, actually. I think one of the biggest issues that we see in the gym is people try to do too much too fast. <clears throat> Whether they're just starting at the gym or something like uh, bingo or New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. it's so much stuff that you kind of set yourself up for failure. For, for failure. Yeah. Um, rather than choosing... You know, like when we had coffee the other day and we kind of laid out our three three goals that we had for this year for the gym, and they're all things that are very attainable, mm-hmm. but if we kind of do little by little make those habits, then it just yeah. kind of becomes part of your day-to-day and you don't, it, you don't have to really think about it. Yeah. You just kind of autopilot. <clears throat> I think three is, three is few enough that I can spend enough time throughout the course of the year working on, like, right. um, getting better at those because... I have to remind myself too, just like within um, my own like personal training stuff, that I'm not gonna crush certain things right out the gate. There's a there's a learning curve for mm-hmm. it, and every time I'm gonna get something a little bit better, or you know whatever it is. But it just takes time. Yeah, you need reps. Yeah, in it. Yeah, that was. I don't know if you listened to that podcast that I did with Jamie. Um, mm-hmm. on for true north athletic therapy but we she was kind of picking my brains about programming and i think i think it probably start like 
is weird for people to hear that there's really, I don't really have like a certain way of like, oh, this I read this book and that's why I, I'm good at programming. Mm-hmm. It's like the only reason I'm good at it is because I've done it for 12, right. 13, 14 years now. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong. I think if you put yourself in that box and that's, that's not a good place to be. No. And, and you think it's, oh, everything's black and white. That's the best part about being in here is it's like a playground. Yeah. There's nothing you can do that's like <clears throat> wrong. There might be less smart things that right. you learn from, but there's, <laughs> it causes injury. You can't really yes. mess it up. Yeah. It's, I've been thinking about that too. The gym should <clears throat> be more, um, cause I think everybody has their approach to getting to the gym. Um, some people say, well, it's just, it's habit at this point. I just have to come and do it. It should be more playtime. We mm-hmm. talked about that in our meeting is coming in here should be playful and fun and fun and not so serious don't ever take ourselves too seriously and i have to remind myself of that yeah more often than not yeah and i think that ultimately what people don't realize is the effect that that has on your training and even your ability to recover and Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before for those of you who know rich froning is four times crossfit games champion and what four or five team cup titles too um the dude works out like all day. It's mm-hmm. like all he does, but it's fun for him. Yeah. So it's not a stressor on his body mm-hmm. because he's conditioned himself enough to where his body's really not breaking down. So it is kind of more just play time for him in the gym rather than people would be like, the dude works out four times a day. That's so bad for you. Like, no, it's not. You build your way there. And mm-hmm. if it's fun, it's, it's play. It's not yeah. a stressor on your body. And that... <clears throat> I, that does have a huge impact on how you recover versus if you're training four times a day, you're stressed about it. Yeah. You're not sleeping well. You're not eating well. It's, oh, I got to go back to the gym and do another mm-hmm. workout. Well, you are already, that's already a stressor now. Yeah. You've created it. So. Yeah. Have fun. If you're listening to this, just have fun in here. Yeah. Ben Bergeron talks about that uh, as in, you know, anything you do, whether it's picking up your kids or going to their games or you get to do those things. And if I've tried to do this in the past of changing my perspective of I get to go do that, not I have to go do it. Right. Like prepping a bunch of us prepping for um, hypoxia Mm -hmm. leading up to that. I was trying to have more fun with it and just like, come in and jump in Jaguar style sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh man. Okay. Right, here we go. Yeah. Just keep it fun and laughing. Yeah. Don't get it. Don't take it too serious. Cause those kind of things can, <clears throat> can get stressful. Yeah, absolutely. Like preparing for a, a competition. So I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, like I said, uh, we're kind of taking a little bit of a break from the member of the month. We're going to start highlighting, uh, we have a handful of coaches, most of which have been here for um, quite a few years now. And so what have you been coaching now for three three years? I, it's either three and a half. Three and a half, maybe four. Three? I don't, Gosh, I don't even know. <clears throat> I don't. It's I, been I, a while. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't remember <clears throat> the year that I started coming here. I was trying to think of that. I'd have to probably go look. I don't know. Look back in the computer. I think you would have started coming in 16, 2016. 
Um, Let's see. Well, I moved here in 2017. Oh. So maybe it was like 2019. That could be. Or 18. I don't don't know. It's been a while now. It's been a while. Yeah. Not as long as a lot of people. Some And some people have been here for 10. Yeah, a lot of years. 9, 10 years. Um, So tell us about yourself, Tim. I I know a little bit, but um, where were you born and raised? What was your athletic? Do you have any, you know, an athletic background? Did you go to college? Did you, what did you do? Mm. What have you done to (laughs) help society? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Have I done anything? (laughs) Uh, the, uh, the quick and the short, I was thinking about this. So born and raised in Wisconsin, small little farm community, more or less grew up, grew up on a farm. So I had a like pretty strong work background, work construction with my dad Mm -hmm. growing up. Um, my sport, I, I, I would say I tried to play football, but I was never that good at it. Hockey was more my sport. Played sweet. Yeah. Played pond hockey for... More years than I can yeah. remember. I feel like if you grew up in the like the Midwest or the North, like Northwest, you you did that. Pond hockey was yeah, yeah, yeah. In the good days when it was you know, quote unquote, really cold, and you had this little um, warming hut, so you'd go out until you couldn't feel anything, and then come <laughs> back in and warm up. So grew up doing that, and I was definitely. From a young age, I was always that kid that was like climbing trees and just, mm-hmm. you know, probably gave just gave my mother a heart attack most of the time. But um, then fast forward, <clears throat> I would say like my journey from there to here, I went into the military and that's uh, kind of where I had more of a regimented um, like I don't want to say athletic background, but working out because that was mm-hmm. kind of a prerequisite or a requirement. And that's kind of where I found CrossFit. So in 2016, I think, and later, latter part of that, I was on a Navy ship and a buddy of mine and I, I think it was even him that kind of found out about it. We found some info about CrossFit and there happened to be this uh, recon corpsman that was... <clears throat> He, he had taken a level one cert. So we're like chasing him down constantly <laughs> asking him like, you know, what what's a handstand push-up or what is this? And so we started is doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, should we be doing this? <clears throat> so in, uh, over the course of about a month, we were doing that on ship. And on a Navy ship, quarters are really tight. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of room. And uh, so I can remember doing handstand push-ups in the this small little corner and you know you had this big moving oh, object gosh. I so i was wondering how that would be working out on a ship yeah you'd have like one one rep might be super easy and then the next one you're like pinned to the floor and can't do anything and the gym they had on ship was it was like the size of this office it was this tiny tiny yeah so um so that was a cool experience coming you know learning about it but then um once we got to where we were going we continued doing that and then you know fast forward getting out of the military crossfit definitely was a thing that um like getting out of the military was like for a lot of people it was kind of rough for me and that gave me 
at least gave me some consistency in my yeah. life to just do Love that one outlet. thing. And yeah, it was a good outlet. So, um, did that. And then <clears throat> let's see, moved to Colorado. Didn't work out a whole lot cause I was in college and burned myself out and then moved out here. And again, CrossFit came back as this thing that I needed to just give me some consistency and, mm-hmm. um, I knew for a long time that I really wanted to go take my level one just to learn more, yeah. if anything. But after coming here, you know, I think I I approached you one day and asked if there was, you know, space to coach, and you were like, yeah. So took my level one with actually Coach Sydney and I. We've taken the same path. We've taken mm-hmm. all the same courses, which has been really yeah. fun. But. Um, yeah, that pretty much led me to here now, which I mean it's been a it's been a really interesting kind of ride. Yeah. Yeah, especially the last two years. Mm-hmm. Have been uh Man. Very interesting. Yeah. I think what what uh what I liked initially coming in here was that unlike I'd never been to any other box before coming here. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have a frame of reference of what it should be like, but right. it was really inviting people. As soon as you walk in the door, we're like, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. And you don't often get that where you, <clears throat> where you go into a new space. So that definitely kept me coming back, <clears throat> just the day-to-day people. And, um, yeah, well, it's been it's been quite the ride since just – the changes, things that have changed it, like yeah. through twenty twenty, and yeah, that was was kind of a lot. I mean, at least we're not doing, uh, at least we're not renting out equipment and <laughs> making videos every morning. <laughs> yeah, it was just such a un. I don't know what it was like for you, but there was such a just an almost an uneasy time, not really knowing like where are we where are we going. We right. don't know you. It's hard to forecast or it's it's hard to have goals when you are very uncertain as to what the next like month will look like. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes you, it's kind of hard to plan anything. Yeah. And obviously we dealt with that with event stuff, but yeah, I, I know a lot of people during that time like went online. I know people that closed their gym down entirely mm-hmm. and were just like, I'm just going to start doing online training. And I think that's cool i i mean i don't have anything against that but i can never do that yeah. i i love coaching and being in here and the you know it's personal you mm-hmm. can talk to people face to face i don't want to be on another zoom call no actually if i could not. never be on a zoom call for the rest of my life i'd be really <laughs> happy with that. yeah <clears throat> yeah it definitely it was that time that we none of us had control of anything that was going on which is not something I mean we experience that periodically but not for extended periods mm-hmm. of time like that but and for being a business owner I don't know I don't I mean did you sleep at all during 2020 or <laughs> uh, I hardly even I feel like that year was just one of those years where it's kind of like what ha- like what did what did I even do mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> what what did I even accomplish because I just felt like it was event canceled after event and 
you know, classes would be crazy huge and then they'd be small and then you're like, where, where are we going here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, maybe it wasn't the best attitude to have, but you're almost scared to set goals, like I said, because you're like, All right, you know, what are they going to lock, lock things down again? Yeah. It's out of your control. Yeah. But so that makes sense to me, but I think, yeah. I'm, I think we're on the other side of it. At least I am. Yeah, absolutely. I'll play along one time, but <laughs> I'm not closing my doors again. No, no. So yeah, that was, and that was, um, I think during that 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 year that we're, or that time that we were in quarantine, I sort of had the idea in my head like, well, we're all in this together. So if like if I'm really screwed, everybody else is screwed. We're all just screwed together. <laughs> so I was super okay with that, but I think it gave me some some motivation to like really press and and <clears throat> help other people stay on the path too yeah. and i need that i kind of um i would say i'm a more of a people person than anything and so i i feel like i i need those close relationships to mm -hmm. have something to work towards and i enjoy what i get from relationships with other people yeah so i need that face-to-face -face time so yeah to your point coaching class in person where you get to right. chat with people is is important for me yeah it's fun it's been it's been fun especially the last <clears throat> well obviously between christmas and new year's things slow down because people travel but it's been really fun even the last two weeks in here just classes are big mm -hmm. people are fired up yeah yeah it's it's one of those things i think everyone knows that just because the clock strikes midnight on you know, December 31st, it's just another day. Yeah. But for whatever reason, after 2021, it just, I feel like it was just like, whoo, reset button. Yeah. Thank Let's God. Do it. Here we go. Moving on. This is going to be different. <clears throat> yeah. And it's, it is fun too, to see all of us coming back from the holidays. <laughs> the Probably the most common thing I heard is why is this so hard now? <laughs> yeah. You know, that short little break, but everybody's in the same boat, you, yeah. you know? I ate way too many cookies over the holiday for sure. So I I did not eat too many cookies this year and I'm bummed that I didn't. <laughs> you know. It's like when you it's like when you eat the cookies, yeah. You regret eating the cookies. Mm -hmm. And then when you don't eat the cookies, you're like, dang, I, I should eat more cookies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well I had the the frame of reference was uh the anniversary party when I was just like oh, putting gosh, down yeah, I know. <laughs> putting down those uh s'mores like it was my job. But well, then I PR'd a couple days later. There you so, go. I mean, it's got to be something to it. Yeah, that night the the gym flooded. It was just one of those days where it was just like one thing after another. Mm -hmm. I had the day kind of planned out in my planner and like none of it went, you know, like it mm -hmm. should. And then obviously the gym flooded that night and then you came over and we were supposed to have a Christmas party that night so there was the whole table of <laughs> cookies and I think just because I was kind of like pissed off and stressed about the whole flood situation yeah I think we both just started hammering apple cider and cookies and oh yeah anyway yeah <clears throat> um I guess getting back on topic here who is Tim Ignoski um so over the last what year and a half you kind of um started diving into more of the personal training kind of 
stuff and, and taking a lot of that over for me, whether it's from a performance standpoint or just a, uh, you know, strength and doing a lot of strength and pain assessment stuff, a lot of one-on-ones, which is, um, I think is a great addition to what we currently offer because, you know, the class, the class stuff is fun. That's like the bread and butter the socialization, you push yourself really hard and you're with other people in group classes, but then there's also um, kind of the opposite of that, which we don't always get to really dive into a super specific movement mm-hmm. or um, maybe people that have had like that achy shoulder pain over the last three months. It's not really getting any worse, but it's not really getting any better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of a good way to obviously get a little more focused attention on like one thing rather than obviously when there's 10 people in here and there's five movements, it's really hard to get everybody the attention that they need yeah. every single movement over with only an hour. Yeah. And I mean, if you, hard. if you do a cool down and a warm up on the top end of that, really we only have a half an hour, mm-hmm. you know? So I guess, why did you kind of want to get into that? What have you learned what are you excited about how you know how do you feel like that's helped you how do you feel like it's helped a lot of the you know members that you've just kind of talked to us about it i think i um i was trying to remember back when i actually kind of well yeah for i think you're right it's probably been a year maybe a year and a half about a year and a half because you were i think we were kind of getting the ball rolling on this right after quarantine yeah somewhere in there I think it was during quarantine that I found, so I guess to back up prior to that, I've, for a long time I've had this this thought in my head <clears throat> during group class, seeing movements that um, you're going to modify with people, you know, for the various reasons that we all, you know, need to modify for some reason. And I thought, well, that's great that I can modify it, but that doesn't seem like a good long-term solution. And that just kept coming up over and over in my head. And so during quarantine, I found uh, Active Life, which is essentially a group of um, DPTs based out of New York that um, really want to take what coaches do and what doctors do and bring the two together. Mm -hmm. So trying to create some buffer between what you do in group coaching and what a physician does for their patients right. and having, you know, some overlap in there and a scope of practice. So, which should be kind of a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, if you will. I agree, but it's not. <clears throat> no, at all. unfortunately. And it probably, you know, from both ends, I think there's some guardedness maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> realistically, but having an understanding of where the two sit and where the, you know, like where the scope of practices can overlap a little bit. But so that answered a huge question for me. So it started with a, like a two day online seminar. Everything I've done is online. Um, That led me to um, like a 12 week course, which is an immersion into like, where does pain come from? Um, which can be various things, but where does pain come from and what's the scope of practice that we're going to build for you that you can handle that you're equipped to do. And Mm -hmm. so then after that, I, I started working with people one-on-one to 
build some experience essentially. So kudos to the people that took a risk with me for sure early on when realistically I felt like I knew nothing. Right. And, but we were making, we were changing people. We were getting results. So like I can't overlook that. Um, so fast forward, I think it was uh, last year early. I started taking another course through Active Life, which is like a year to a year and a half long of um, blocks of different topics. Um, and it's changed how I view people, how they move, especially in group class. You kind of asked about that. Um, before I could see movement and see deficiencies in movement. Now I see movement, see deficiencies, and have more questions of why. I wonder why, and I know there's a way that I we can define how the deficiency um, presents. Like, is it something in your lower body or upper body? Right. Left or right side, maybe. Um, there's more definitive answers to it. And um, so it just gave me a lot more info. So in group class, we talked about this in our meeting, it's a lot easier to, to know what I, what I could and should ask of people and what, maybe what I shouldn't based on how they move. Right. You know, and there's certain things that can be fixed progressively in group class. And then there's times that we, we need to step out of group class potentially if it's a big enough problem and yeah, really you need to dive into it. it a little deeper. Yeah. 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 And I think based on what I've learned from the clients I've worked with, um, which I have, to, I have to admit, I've learned a phenomenal amount in mm-hmm. the last year and a half just from watching people move and coming up with solutions and the feedback that my mm-hmm. clients give me. It's It's been huge. But probably the biggest takeaway is that um, what we do in the gym – and in day-to-day life, there's always going to, if you think about maybe um, like if I spin a top on the tabletop here and it spins and it's spinning really nice and then I come up and I just bump it with my finger, it gets wobbly. Mm-hmm. We get that from certain things in the gym in day-to-day life that gets us wobbling a little right. bit. And um, we can recover from that, but it's going to take some like specific effort in a in a like almost i don't want to say confined space but we need to dial in movement really specifically and and like pull it apart right and understand like well here's the problem and that potentially is causing the pain you have or that injury you had from 12 15 years ago yeah that shows up a lot too right so so kind of the difference between I mean, I guess you could look at it as long-term or short-term. Um, you know, when, we're, when you're in a class, let's say you get someone new that maybe can't quite squat below parallel without their heels coming up or knees caving in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a quick maybe in-class fix would be, well, we're just not going to squat all the way down because you know we're mm-hmm. going to try to avoid what might be considered dangerous yeah um but you know and over time sometimes that does end up just kind of like the the you know 
said member, their mobility gets a little better. They get a little more flexible, some more time under their belt. And sometimes that can develop into a full squat mm-hmm. nicely. And other times if you just, we say, okay, we're just going to squat halfway down. Well, we're not really getting the full, you know, stimulus here. We're not Mm -hmm. using the full range of motion. We're not getting as much as we could out of this movement. So it's kind of like a quick fix Mm -hmm. rather than it's like, okay, well, what if you went and worked with Tim and Mm -hmm. we figured out why you can't squat below parallel and we pick it apart a little bit in these pieces and then set you set forth, you know, something for you to work on over the next month to get you in that position. Mm -hmm. So now you can jump in the classes with full range of motion, getting all that you can from the workouts rather than just kind of putting a bandaid on it for the next, I don't know, year, two, five years, who knows what it could be, but it's just get after it, fix it and move on, you know? Yeah. I think that makes me think about, um, like port just using the squat example squatting to a shallower depth is a like the perfect example of that's a good start squat to a position where you can stay in a good position um but if you can't it it won't get better without specific work and i think what i've maybe come to more is that the human body is this amazing machine that um even done poorly whatever you ask of it your body will find a pathway to yeah, do it'll something. adapt absolutely yeah and it will it will adapt so we're almost rewarded to keep doing the thing even though the movement pattern might be really crappy or even unsafe to that point so repetitively over time that becomes the new norm mm-hmm. and then that leads to other issues down the road that you just don't see until you're like, man, my back hurts. Or like, I have this pain every time I go into this position. And it's like, um, if you had a cat playing with a ball of yarn and this thing is just a total mess. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I think about dysfunctional movement, which we all have. Yeah. And you have to like pull this thing apart. And probably the biggest thing that most of my clients come to is they learn more about their own body position they learn more about core strength Mm -hmm. they learn um like i hear more often i i never would have focused on these things had we not done this so it carries over right one-to-one into group class like now i know that i should go lower in weight and i know how lower to go because i have some kind of number from our one-on-one session right so it's I'm seeing the carryover from what we do one-on-one into group for sure. Good. And in movement pattern, like I see people moving better and yeah, that's really what I want. I don't, I don't want us to, to live in a world where like, Oh, that pain I'm just going to deal with forever. Like right. that's bullshit. It's like, Oh, it's just part of getting old. It no, is. Yeah, it, it is. But you can also change it. Yeah. It's, that's the it. saying, but I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it one bit. And I yeah. I could prove myself wrong later, but um, I don't like the word old. That's not my vocab. <laughs> and moving moving poorly and having pain shouldn't be a norm. Mm-hmm. It should be it should be an indicator of your body telling you like something's wrong. You right. We need to we need to do something about this. I think <clears throat> 
I think that style of training, you know, because I've had a coach over the or coaches over the years, or or um, you know, a weightlifting coach for quite some time that you get a lot of one-on-one attention and obviously they're nitpicking and stuff like that. I think that kind of stuff can be really good because it makes the athlete more aware, Mm -hmm. like moving forward. So let's say I see you for uh, some hip pain or let's just say hip pain and we do our assessment. Let's say we do like six or 12 sessions. It's, it's getting better, but through this whole process, I'm seeing kind of how you're viewing it, how you're kind of picking it apart. Mm -hmm. And I've learned maybe some odd things that I'm doing like movement pattern wise that I didn't know I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then let's say I, we solve that issue. Well, now you've kind of like noticed what your tendencies are Mm -hmm. and moving forward. It makes the athlete a lot more observant of just their spatial awareness, how their body is moving in space. And a lot of times with that knowledge you gain from one-on-one training, moving forward not that i'm saying i wouldn't need you anymore Mm -hmm. but a lot of times people are then like you know what i think i think i'm doing this i think i'm doing this because i was doing it you know when i was having that hip pain and now it's kind of like a shoulder thing and you video yourself or whatever and sure enough you're like ah i'm doing that wonky thing again with Mm -hmm. my you know so i think in general it just makes people more in tune as well to their to their body yeah just what you're spot on what their tendencies are that's what I what I hear from almost all my clients is yeah. having more awareness of where they are, knowing, I guess, knowing how it <clears> feels. Um, uh, Heidi and I were just talking about that and talking about nobody ever nobody ever teaches us to how to brace our core. So when right. we say like when I've said a thousand, ten thousand times, hey, pull your ribs down, like what do you mean? What does that even mean? Suck in your gut, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I, um, like there's, it's, it's normal that there's things that we're going to do in here that we don't understand because nobody's ever taught us. And I didn't understand it until someone taught me right. or showed me like, no, that's how you've been doing it. Here's, here's how you should do it and why. Right. And the why behind it is always my yeah. question is, well, why would I do that? What's the pro and the con? Or... Right. So, yeah. I Big takeaway, if you if someone has pain, there's a reason. There's a, yeah. there's a dysfunction and your body's telling you it's a good indicator. If it's something that comes up specific to a movement, like we talked about uh, dubs mm-hmm. and Achilles injuries, like that's, that's an issue with... Um, strength and durability of that volume potentially that you're doing and something you want to ramp up in like if you have a hard time lunging in class doing lunges during bingo maybe starting out with shorter sets and then building to bigger sets throughout the gradually working way to there that might be a good idea yeah i mean i would say one thing that i've seen over the last 12, 13 years now is when it comes to pain is people don't, don't wait until it's serious. Mm -hmm. Um, you hear people every now and then about, you know, Oh, my knee or ankle or shoulder or wrist or whatever. And, and then they kind of, they're super stubborn. This is just what I've observed 
They're super stubborn. They're super stubborn. They don't want to maybe say, hey, for the next month, this is what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to step away. I'm still going to kind of do the, mo- the workouts, but just kind of modify them around this so we can kind of fix it. Mm-hmm. They let it go on. Well, then three or four months later, you're still dealing with it. It's gotten worse. And now who knows what, I don't know, maybe we're talking about surgery now or something a little more mm-hmm. serious versus if you just weren't so stubborn on the front end. You ask for help and you just take care of it. These mm-hmm. really, really minute, like, you know, aches and pains can yeah. be fixed fairly quickly mm-hmm. if you just do it. And you discipline yeah. yourself, you pull your ego out of the equation that you might not be able to log another RX score at the top of Sugarwad leaderboard, <laughs> you know, put your ego aside and fix it and move on. Yeah. I often I, I wonder or maybe like um hypothesize that it's fear that drives us from from doing something like the fear of well what if it's this yeah which i could totally see maybe prime example (laughs) um peggy Plummer um had knee pain for a while yeah so then we started working on that and i think it was one session we literally did one session and she had no more knee pain after that right (laughs) it's a rare case right super like one off you know because sometimes it's going to, you know, more likely it's going to take a long time. But it was, you know, um, it was just a, I don't want to say a simple fix, but it was it was a quick response. And the better part, is, I, I guess the more important part is that we can assess someone prior. So rather than taking a guess, which before I would look at somebody in a group class and go, right. oh, you must be hamstring tight. That's why you can't squat that way mm-hmm. or whatever. But time and time again, I'm pr- I can look at an athlete and I'm proven wrong from my own hypothesis of what's wrong Right. from the assessment. The assessment just takes like 15 minutes at most. Right. But stuff that we can't do, you know, we can't be getting a, a group of 12 through this Metcon. And then if someone's not moving well before class... Okay, time out. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to come over here, and I'm going to run you through a few of these tests. Mm-hmm. We're going to run some diagnostics and see what comes out on the other side. Yeah. So Yeah. We could. That would be an interesting thing to do, like, separately from regular group class. Um, just do a little <clears throat> seminar of that. But, um, yeah, assess, don't guess. Know exactly what we need to do, and, yep. and that's... That's the best part of what I've learned is we I have tools that will point to oh here's the problem right so yeah pretty definitive well that's been a, a great addition to all the things we offer here at Volta we should probably get it wrapped up here we got to do the uh, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. class that is uh, for those of you who are wondering who on earth is Tim Ignoski <laughs> now you know the short and the quick and uh, yeah the Cliff Notes version um, if you guys have any pains aches pains issues uh or some performance goals we got well we got programs too i got a program mm-hmm. we're doing starting yeah. uh gain train version two right now and then we'll start Sweet. gain train version three which is a a strength performance program if you guys want to get stupid strong uh casey moan one of our members he got leaner packed on some muscle and Killing gained it. 45 pounds in almost all of his main lifts yeah so it's wild anyway there you go there's your plug there's your sales pitch um don't forget bingo starts monday january 17th thanks for listening see you next time tim and i are out adios